Welcome to Equipped and Established, a podcast of Valley Bible Church where we seek to equip people with the Word of God to be established in the truth. Hey everyone, this is episode 18 of the Equipped and Established podcast. Thanks for listening. Today's episode is part of our 10-minute theology series where we talk about a certain topic of theology in around 10 minutes. And this week, we are continuing our discussion on the broader topic of theology proper, which is the study of God in general, and we're continuing our way through the attributes of God. And so today, we are focusing on the attribute that God is omnipresent, okay? And as I kind of was preparing this and everything, um, I'm going to really try to get around this 10 minutes, but um, hopefully condense this down. It's kind of a longer thing, but hopefully we can... Still hit our 10-minute mark here. Uh, But as we kind of get into this attribute, I think, again, this is going to be another one. We've had a few of these in some of our uh, previous attributes that we've already covered. That this attribute, there's going to be a certain aspect where it's going to be, again, hard to wrap your mind around this. And so when we approach this, we need to be careful because we are going to face temptations along the way here. Uh, to view God in certain ways that aren't necessarily accurate. And that's because we try to wrap our minds around some of these truths and think about it in ways that maybe make sense to us. But uh, hopefully I'll try to explain and catch those temptations and everything uh, because, again, we're trying to wrap our minds around God. And so kind of similar to what we talked about last time in our 10-minute theology series, which was... uh, the eternality of God. And we talked about how he relates to time differently than us. And the same is true in how God relates to space. God relates to space differently than us. And just to clarify, when I say space, I'm not referring to like outer space, but all physical space, which I guess would include outer space as well, but I'm talking about all physical space, just to be clear. And, So just like we saw with God's eternality, this difference is uh, in relation of how he relates to time um, and how he relates to space with his omnipresence. This is all rooted in the fact that God created all things. So again, we're back at Genesis 1.1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And so he created all physical things. And the implication then is that he also created all space. Okay? which means that he is Lord over space. And so, again, what does that mean then? What does it mean that he is the Lord over space? He is omnipresent. And to clarify, when I say omnipresent, that just is a kind of fancy theological term that just means all present. Okay, that beginning part, omni, just means all. So he's all present. Okay, so what does that mean? And so we're going to look at kind of two primary aspects here of God's omnipresence. And so the first is, this means that God is fully present everywhere. And then the second is that this also means that God does not have size or spatial dimensions. Okay, let's break this down. First, God's omnipresence means that God is fully present everywhere. So let's again turn to the scripture So look at what the Bible has to say about this and see some passages that talk about this truth. 
So the first one here from Psalm 139, verses 7 to 12, this is David talking, says, Where shall I go from your spirit? Or where shall I flee from your presence? If I ascend to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in Sheol, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me, and your right hand shall hold me. If I say, Surely the darkness shall cover me, and the light about me be night, even the darkness is not dark to you. The night is bright as the day, for darkness is as light with you. Okay, so notice out there, right? When David is talking, he makes this profound statement that he cannot flee from the Lord's presence. And he goes on listing some kind of extreme examples, okay, of like a kind of places where he's like, well, if I go to heaven, you're there. If I go to Sheol, which is like the grave, you're there. Even if I go to the depths of the sea, guess what? God's still there, okay? And so in every case, the Lord is there, okay? And we also see this truth talked about even in Jeremiah 23, verses 23 to 24. And we see, <coughs> excuse me, uh, the Lord himself talking about this, where he says, Am I a God at hand, declares the Lord, and not a God far away? Can a man hide himself in secret places so that I cannot see him, declares the Lord? Do I not fill heaven and earth, declares the Lord. And so notice especially that last phrase there, right, where he says, do I not fill heaven and earth? The implication being he does, okay? And so he fills all of heaven and earth. So again, we see that omnipresence there. And so um, we need to recognize it that, again, so we see that he is fully present everywhere. And notice I keep saying he is fully present, because again, this is where one of our temptations can start to kind of creep in here as we try to wrap our mind around that. We can kind of picture this as if part of God is in different places, okay? But that's not the case. It isn't as if part of God is in heaven and part of him is in the depths of the sea, but rather he is fully present in every place, okay? And let's take this even a step further and move to kind of the second aspect of God's omnipresence. Because even though this is the case, that God is fully present everywhere, we also need to recognize that God cannot be contained by any space. And essentially that he does not have size or spatial dimensions. Okay? Consider 1 Kings eight twenty seven. This is in Solomon's prayer as he's dedicating the temple. It says, But will God indeed dwell on, earth, on the earth? Behold, heaven in the highest heaven in the highest heaven cannot contain you, how much less this house that I have built. So notice that he even recognizes, like as he's dedicating the temple and all that, that even heaven in the highest heaven, so like all of creation like cannot contain God. That even the expansive nature of all creation cannot contain him. And so, even though he's fully present everywhere, he can't be contained by creation as well. Okay, so even now, like, again, we might be having this temptation to think of God as just, like, kind of this massive being that is just, like, larger than creation. But that's not the case, right? So, again, it's not that God is just this giant being that is stretching across all creation. And then it's as if, and that's what we mean by, like, 
uh, creation can't contain him, that he's just bigger than it, or that, oh, in the depths of the sea, he's there, like, part of him's there, and heaven is part of him's there. Like, no, it's not that he's, like, this massive being or something like that, because we can't think of God in spatial terms. He is Lord over space, and so, again, he relates differently to space than we do. And so, when we think of him as this kind of massive being, we are, again, limiting him to our concepts of space. And so, that essentially ends up what? Limiting God in some regard. And so, then it seems, essentially, that he exists without size. And again, you're probably like, what in the world? Like, how... How do I wrap my mind around that? Like, that doesn't seem to make sense. He is fully present everywhere, but space can't contain him. He doesn't really have a size, and we're trying to picture God in some way, and it's just not kind of clicking in our mind. And again, we have to come back to that fundamental truth. We aren't God, okay? There's a reason why we can't fully wrap our mind around some of these attributes of who God is, because what? We're not God. And so, again, if we could wrap our mind around everything of who God is, understand him in all his details, all that, then guess what that makes us? God. And so, again, there's always going to be those hindrances, right? Like, for us to fully grasp this. But, again, that shouldn't lead to discouragement or doubt or whatever, but it should lead to praise as we understand we're not God. Okay? And so, essentially, as we kind of kind of get to the end here and wrap up here, we have to leave this at the reality that God's omnipresence means these couple things, that God is fully present everywhere and he does not have a certain size or spatial dimensions. Okay, those are really the two aspects here of God's omnipresence. And then real quick, I know I'm hitting my 10-minute mark already and part of pretty much past it already a little bit here. Uh, but I want to, again, bring this back into some application as we show, okay, how does this apply? And so kind of two aspects here. On the one side, this is a very comforting truth, okay, that God is everywhere. He is always there with you. And so we can pray to him knowing that he is there with us, okay? There is, you are never in a place where God is inaccessible, okay? He is there. It's also comforting to know that, guess what, like, things maybe we do in secret to, like, serve other people, to serve God that maybe go unnoticed and we can be sometimes discouraged, right, of like, oh, I did this nice thing for this person, they didn't even notice. But guess what? God notices, okay? God notices. He sees what's done in secret and rewards that, right? Like, Jesus talks about that in the Sermon on the Mount, even, where those things done in secret, God will reward, okay? And so we have that comfort knowing he is there. But there's also the convicting side of God's omnipresence because not only was it a comfort that God is everywhere, but it's also convicting because what? God is everywhere. And so he is always there with you, which that means things that we do in secret that aren't good, that maybe are sinful and rebellious. Guess what? God is there as well. He knows that. And so things that we think, well, no one knows about this. This is my own thing, right? God is there. He knows. He sees, okay? And so there's kind of the two sides of that coin where one side, yeah, very comforting. God is there. 
but then also convicting. God is there. Okay. But hopefully, right, hopefully overall, though, hopefully that is just a comfort as we think about uh, the omnipresence of God, that he is there with us. He is not bound by space. Again, he is Lord over space. And hopefully that gives us some comfort and hope in all of this. Okay. So that's going to do it to, for today's episode. Again, I know a couple minutes over. It didn't hit my mark. I tried. But uh, hopefully next time I'll get it closer to 10-minute mark. But I uh, want to get through all this. So that's going to do it for today's episode. And we'll catch you all next time. Thank you.